Good afternoon and you're very welcome to episode four of the third season of the Leitrim GA podcast here on finalwhistle.ie. I'm Brett Early, and for the next maybe hour or so, we're going to be chatting all things Leitrim football. We have uh, the company of former Leitrim and Manor Hamilton Championship winning boss Shane Ward will be with us in just a few moments. We'll be putting to him how his thoughts on how the season has gone for Leitrim, but also on the club scene at home, of course, currently managing Derry Gonley in Fermanagh. So he's keeping up the trend of us chatting to uh, Leitrim people or Leitrim, um, former Leitrim people involved with teams in the county who are now uh, applying their wares elsewhere on the managerial hot seats. Uh, we've gone to Longford, we've been in Roscommon, now we're Victor Fermanagh and with Derry Gormley and Shane Ward. We'll chatting to him in just a few moments about uh, the Chocolate Cup campaign, how he likes the structure compared to maybe you know, seven, eight, nine years ago when he was involved uh, and uh, and all of the changes that have happened. And as well, I suppose a little bit about the, the performance of Leitrim through that championship. He'll tell us all about that later on from his point of view. We'll also take a look at the Masonite Football League Division 1, 2 and 3 campaigns of course, full round of games last weekend, also a full round of games this evening in the county. Uh, we'll chat through some of those results uh, over the last uh, over the next couple of minutes with Shane. But first of all, maybe let's take a quick look at those results from across the uh, the county from last weekend, the 4th of June. The results across the bottom of the table down there, of course, Tafton Cup uh, beaten in that. But the uh, Machinan, 13 points to 212 to Ahwillan, Mohol 1-9, Gales 13 points, St. Mary's Clotard 310, Fina 7 points, and finally Banmore Sean Hessens received a walkover uh, against Glencar Manor Hamilton. We'll chat to Shane about that. Of course, a former manager of the Glencar Manor Hamilton Club. We'll hear his thoughts on a team not being able to fulfill a fixture in Division 1 of the Mason Senior Football League in the county. In Division 2, another draw uh, for uh, Kiltubert 13 points, Ballon Aguilera 13 points, uh, Drumhair 2 12, Havas 1 9, Melvin Gales 1 8, 2 17 to Alan Gales and Carrie Gallon and Alan Duff a two point win for them 2 9, 2 11 to 3 6 in favour of Carrie Gallon in Division 2. In Division 3, uh, Glen Fern, Kilty Clark 2 6, Boracula 3 point win 1 12 for them, while Eslin had two points to spare 2 13 to 2 11 over Drum Kieran and Drum Riley. Uh, they fell to Gort Letcher 4-12 to 7 points, the final score in that particular game. We'll take a quick look at the league tables. Uh, if we just bring them up here in Division 1 of the Mace Knight Football League, we have St Mary's top of the table alongside Leitrim Gales after two wins from their first two outings. Mughal, Glencar Manor, Ahawillan and Balnamore uh, just on one win from two games, while Akashilan and Fina will be hoping to pick up their first wins of the campaign. Uh, they're in action tonight against Ballinamore and Leitrim Gales, respectively. So we'll be interested to see how those games go later on this evening. In terms of the top scorers, again, for the games that we have reports in from, Reardon O'Rourke still top of the charts in Division 1. 13 points for him ahead of Ronan Kennedy and Stephen Goldrick, one further back from him. A couple of then on nine, Ronan Gordon and Dominic Dabani. Uh, there are nine points so far in this year's league with Connor Dolan, Luke Murphy, and Unit Tracy and Ben Buckian all over the six point mark at the moment in the division. So, uh, some interesting uh, tallies so far. Of course, some of those players only having the one game with that manner and Ballinamore game not actually taking place last weekend. In terms of the clean sheets, we did have a couple this weekend. Killian Gaffey and Sean Reynolds, they shared one. Uh, 
halftime substitution there for St. Mary's and Porik Tai with his first clean sheet of the season as well in their game against Leitrim Gales, despite the defeat, did manage to keep a clean sheet. In terms of Division 2, Alan Gales, Bandeglare and Carrigallon all top the table of what is looking to be a fairly draw-heavy division so far. They're all on three points, uh, three teams further back on two, Drumahair, Ahavas, and then Kiltorpert yet to record a win or a defeat. Two draws for them, as we mentioned in the roundup. Uh, two draws for them. They find themselves in sixth place, but a solid start for them in this year's campaign. Added up with single point. And Melvin Gales just struggling to find their feet in Division 2 this year. Uh, we've seen uh, disappointment for them. There's been a change of manager, I believe, in Kinala as well. So uh, plenty to see from them over the coming weeks. In terms of top scores. Uh, Derek Riley still top of the charts there, 210 for him, 16 points in total. Darren Short, uh, five behind on 11, while Colin Warren of Alan Gales, uh, one seven for him. He's six points behind the leader in that particular division. Ender McGuire on eight, Niall McCabe, Shaman McMorrow, Barry McQueenie, and Paul Simpson all keeping pressure on the boys at the top. They have seven points each to the names after the first two rounds of games in terms of the clean sheets. A couple extra in this division. Uh, Fergal Grimartin, Porrick Flanagan and Noel Gill on the list for Division 2 as it stands at the moment. In Division 3, Gordletra, top of the charts there. Massive result for them at the weekend. They put a big score up on Drum Riley, while Bornacula, they are sitting pretty in second place, just on points difference at the moment. Of course, those two teams do face each other uh, in the league campaign yet, so they will play tonight uh, in Gortletra. So uh, the best luck to all the teams that played tonight, but uh, of course those two are looking for maybe early honours in terms of where they might be looking at a league title campaign in that Division 3 grade. Drumcaran, they are idle, so they, they play no game, while Eslin and Drum Riley and Glenfern, Kilty Clare make the journey to Clune in Division 3 this afternoon. We'll talk about those fixtures a little bit later in the show. Uh, in terms of the top scorers, we have David Feeney has overtaken Connor Byrne at the top of the table. 14 points for him, 2-8 in total for the Drunkieran man. While Cotton McCauley, his teammate, joins Byrne on 13 points uh, in joint second place in that particular scoring chart at the moment. A couple of other names that crop up there as well. Jamie Quinn, of course, uh, Damien Moran on 11, Nigel McGuire of Riley. On 11 and then we've got back towards Francis Flynn. He's about eight points at uh, forward left for Brian Higgins and Anthony Mulligan also there with Keen Mallon on six points. They are the top scorers in division three of the uh, Mason Night Victory Football League. Uh, the clean sheets, uh, just the two so far Daniel Farrell of Bornacula and Niall Tiernan of Gort Of course, facing off against each other tonight. If they both play, uh, they will hopefully be hoping to add to that. Who else will be on that list come tomorrow? We do not know just yet. That is the results and fixtures and standings and all the statistics from last weekend. Of course, you can check on all of these in more or less real time on match night by midnight tonight. Uh, all the stats we get in will be uh, updated when we get them in from the various games around the county. So uh, do check that out. Final whistle die for all of the statistics on all of that. But anyway, enough out of me. Let's hear from Shane Ward and when we got sat down during the week to talk about a load of different things, but most importantly, Leitrim's campaign in the Talton Cup, the restructuring of how the competition looks right now and his thoughts on how um, everything is going within and uh, at inter-county level, um, within the county name, at inter-county level as well. Uh, let's hear what myself and Shane had to chat about just a couple of days ago. So Shane Ward, you're very, very welcome to the programme. 
Hi, Bethany. How are you? Great. I'm great. I've been trying to I've been trying to have you on for a long time, um, but it's probably the first time we've had you on in in a, a couple of years. I'm going to say because you haven't really been directly involved in the club game here. You've been busy over in uh, in Derry Donnelly, um, but of course, former neutral manager, also manager of the Manor Hamilton side that won the senior championship. Uh, I'm, I want to say 2020, but it could be 2019 at this stage. 2019, yeah, 2019. Uh, so listen, we are at that stage of the season. Um, we've just wrapped up the inter-county season. You're well familiar with that experience yourself back in the day. Uh, and we're looking now towards the club season. But first, we might just, before we get into the, the club stuff, let's have a chat about the, the Talton Cup and I suppose where that went and, and and how it worked out for us. We know the perennial problems, population, all that stuff that gets uh, trotted out every year when we when we do finish the season. Uh, your thoughts on how the competition went? Um, yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. The spread of games has been good and the different teams playing different teams has been healthy. Um, it's one of the things in the National Football League when you're down Division 4, generally by a larger panel of the same oppositions every winter. So it tends to be, you know, your your Londons, your Waterfords, Waterfords your Wexfords, those type, of play, those type of teams. So it's a welcome opportunity to play other teams maybe at a similar level. Um, which is healthy, and um, I've enjoyed watching them spread the games. And I think by some of the in the nature, some of the results, you can see the nature of the week on week. Not having a huge amount of time to prepare for oppositions has thrown up some good results, and uh, made it you know very healthy and competitive for most teams. Like when you look at the format of it, you look at teams like I'm thinking now specifically of London over the weekend came within a couple of seconds of snatching a, a mm. last sixteen or a preliminary quarter final spot from from leash and just different permutations a lot of these groups even though people were kind of pooping the idea of saying oh you play so many games just to get rid of three or four or five teams mm. um but it did actually create that little bit of excitement over the weekend nearly every team had something to play for i absolutely and you know it, it, the the telling of the how the season went won't be until you kind of sit down with the players maybe after the season's finished to see how they felt the talton cup went and the ga gets a bit of feedback from the player population within that um there has been a little bit of, you know, gas let off about the fact that, you know, there's so many games for few, so many few teams being knocked out. But if I'm thinking as in, from an inter-county manager perspective and thinking from, say, a Leitrim perspective or a Fermanagh perspective or a Wexford perspective, there's two things you're looking for when you finish the National League and that's done and dusted is you're looking for opportunities to play at championship level on a regular basis and you're looking to play teams that, where you're going to be competitive. And, you know, it's been widely highlighted in the last couple of weeks that managers have come out and said that it's been really positive to the point that all of the squads have stuck together. And I think that's a reflection on not the fact that, I think players get poor airtime on this sometimes, that after National League campaign finishes in the old system and we played a championship match and players stepped away from the senior inter-county squad, generally, uh, from my experience having conversations with players over time, a lot of it was because of the, the lengthy breaks between one game and the next. So, for example, in years past, Leitrim might have a, had a game in Connacht, got knocked out, and then you could have six, seven, maybe eight weeks to wait for your backdoor game. And for a lot of players who'd given, you know, a lot of time over the previous couple of months, for various reasons like careers, opportunities to go travelling, work placements, everything in that mixed bag, you know, that six or eight week window was just too long. But now we're seeing people are playing games every week, every two weeks, which is more appetising and people are putting their plans aside and saying, hold on, we have an opportunity to play three good championship games here, possibly four, possibly get into a quarterfinal, semi-final where the big knockout games come. And players are thinking, you know, this is something exciting to look forward to. And there's progression in that. 
And as an inter-county manager, you know, I remember lamenting at that time in 2016, I think it was, about the point that, you know, lots of other counties were getting lots of more opportunities to play their players at high-end championship games. And now with the Talton Cup this year, I think that's been the GA's thinking, is get players playing championship games week on week to keep the interest there, but also give them teams opportunities, prepare, uh, trial various things over a championship campaign and not be just waiting on a one-hit game, you know? Yeah, because that's something that always struck me was we see these the likes of Mayo, Kerry, Dublin, Tyrone, they get four, five, six games a season, uh, particularly when the Super 8s came in and there was that three-game knockout phase as well. They get in the heat of summer battle. They really get to kind of harness that atmosphere, that experience. And Leitrim, plus maybe another 20 or 24 counties, never quite managed to get that. This season, we've played four championship matches we've never played more than that like the maximum legion has ever played in one year is four even in 94 we got the other semi-final it was four games i think we've only played four games uh this year last year 94 and maybe 2013 2014 i think we played four years four mm -hmm. games as well it doesn't happen that often no and one of the one of the big things was at the time when we look back was if you have a group of players at 22 23 and look at their championship experience history you know, up until maybe 2018, 2019, I think it changed, but the, the county minors would have played one game, one championship game and got straight knocked out. The under-21s would have played one game and possibly progressed, or, you know, it was a straight knockout, it was 50-50 game. So you could have players potentially playing, breaking into the league senior team at 22-23, having played one county minor championship game, one or two under-21 games, and stepping in then to face a goal where a Mayo or as common on a Connacht final, on a Connacht semi-final or quarter-final day in Carrick or wherever. So that they had, uh, to me, that was a huge disadvantage in the system that they didn't get more experience to play at that level. Now, the argument is, obviously, you know, you win those games, you progress. But even in Connacht, where there's a small number of teams, the chance, the probability of progressing, even according to Leinster. So when I was in charge of Leach Monday 21s, we looked at even the Leinster teams, like you could have, you get a run of three or four games, Leinster Championship, we were playing teams at a similar level. And you could, you know, acquire, you know, you could, you could get two or three games back to back, and if you had them for two or three seasons, get nine championship games, you know, which was a massive. I thought was a massive advantage. So, you know, it's been it's been a welcome addition where they've gone to the round robin system at minors. You know, the twenties still needs a bit of work that championship because they are trying to fit it into areas of the season where it can work. And I don't believe that they've found that area of the season yet. Some of those Wednesday night games or Tuesday night games through the summer when lads are off to college or whatever seem to work really, really well, but they've moved away from that in recent years. Yeah, it seems that way. And I don't know why that is, but it was, I suppose, appetizing to that age group. But then you take into, you know, a good under 20 player could be very central to your club team, your club championship ambitions. Um, he could be central to your inter-county senior squad he could play you know be playing a role a, 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 maybe a, a role off the bench but playing certainly a, a role in the first 26 or first 25 players so it's very and hard Sigerson. yeah absolutely and Sigerson. and that's you know and that is one of the things um i've seen this year like is you know there's been a bit of debate about you know counting the 20 players playing with their count with the county 20s or playing with the senior squad and that a wee bit of debate around that but I think it's really important that young players at 18 19 20 get a chance to experience the Sigerson cup and get the to challenge themselves and play against players from other counties and also get to play with players at their own age group. I think it's really, really important to development because when they're 25 or 26, that's the experiences they fall back on based on what they face at that point. Like, So the experience of the Sigerson Cup 
uh, under 20s, you know, it's invaluable, really. You touched on uh, 20s and senior eligibility, but one of the highlights of this season uh, has been the emergence of Barry McNulty. He's been knocking on the door. His name has been mentioned a few times. We finally saw him in the Heat of Championship action this year. You know him quite well from the day job in, in St. Clair's there in, in Manor Hamilton. Your thoughts on how he's progressed over the last few years? Yeah, I was delighted to see him progressing and, uh, you know, really quickly after he done his leaving cert, he just jumped on and he, he progressed really, really quickly. Um, he was he had obviously a, a bad injury for us in his leaving cert year at school, so he had held him back from playing Connor Colleges first a little bit. And, um, you know, we did reasonably well, but we still missed him around the middle of the park or around the 11 position. And, um, you know, having come back from a, a, a very serious rehab, maybe three, four months, he did really, really well to, uh, you know, put himself straight into the senior county squad. Um, you know, I've been at a couple of the games and he's played really well. And, you know, he he positions himself really well for a youngster. He nearly plays with somebody that has a huge amount of experience, the way he positions himself on the pitch and the way he makes the most of a of a of a situation. You know, we've seen him get a couple of goals this year and that, which is kind of uncanny of a of a midfielder who would have played most of his games at midfield for underage. So, you know, uh he's I think he's done really well. He's been a welcome addition, and you know, he will go from strength to strength because he has the physique. And uh, knowing him quite well, he does certainly have the character and uh, he's a really, really good attitude, like football and sport to him is kind of number one, you know, and uh, I know he'll be there for a while. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people excited about what he might have to offer to Leitrim over the next mm. few years and, and beyond. Uh, in terms of yourself, of course, uh, not involved in the, the club scene in, in Leitrim anymore, but Derry Gonley, as you mentioned, we might talk about that later on, but um, what's your, your, I suppose, perspective on the club scene in the county at the moment of course Carrick County champions they've also just gone and won the spring league as well they're, they're up and running nicely in the league you'd know the northern teams up there from school and club football probably mm. a little bit better than the others but at the same time you have a good knowledge of, of the club scene around uh who's standing out to you as the ones to watch for this year um well, I suppose the, the you know the, the teams in general what I'm hoping for looking in from the outside you know um I haven't been involved with Leitrim, I'm looking for a real competitive league and championship campaigns from all teams. I think it's really important. Um, you know, reports have it that Carrick are quite strong and that they've done a lot of work, which they have done, I know, underage, and they're, they have young players coming through and there's a lot of talk about that. But for the good of, of Leitrim football, um, I hope the chasing pack, as it would be if they're county champions from last year, Carrick, that the chasing pack have stepped it up a gear in hot pursuit of, of matching them or even trying to beat them. Um, this year's campaign. I think it's really important. The teams that got to the last four last year, your Finas, um, your Leitrim Gales, those type of teams are thinking, right, we were within a, a whisker of beating them last year. Let's, you know, let's turn that one point or two point loss for that penalty shootout loss into a victory this year in, in, in real time, you know. Um, so I'm really hoping for the greater good that that happens and that, you know, other clubs, younger players step up to the plate. You know, um, I know there's a couple of other clubs as well, like Manor Hamilton, a couple of young players coming up and um, they have a good bit of experience. You know, they've been re relatively successful and they would have competed with them, the likes of Carrick and that on the way up. So they will be looking to establish themselves as senior footballers as well, along with a couple of older uh, statesmen just to support them along the way, you know. Um, FINA, I think, you know, are, FINA are a team that are coming or there, thereabouts. They have a very experienced management team in there at the minute. So, you know, you'd be hoping that those teams will challenge, make it, you know, a good top four, a good top six in the championship, that there's not much between those teams and that it's really competitive. You know, one you didn't mention, Mohol, of course, uh, beaten in the final last year, mm. beaten by Leitrim Gale, so they've had the edge on just in the semi-final over the last two seasons. Um, Leitrim Gales beat them in a league game at the weekend. 
how much you can read into that, I take with a bit of a pinch of salt because both teams without county players at the moment, more probably more so than than Leitrim Village. But um, but it's a good sign from Leitrim Gales. Would you be worrying for Mohull or will they really be kind of writing that off when it, their players are all fully back for them? Um, no, you know, I, I was just thinking about this today. Um, just in regard to a league campaign coming into the championship, you know, I suppose in Leitrim we kind of have a habit of sometimes saying, well, if it's without the county players, the teams will bounce back. But I think from a manager perspective of a club team in Leitrim, it's really important that you're hitting your your, your post in, in the league along the way for a team that hopes to contest maybe a county final or win a county title. It's really important that you're putting the teams that you want to compete against away in the league, regardless of who's, who they have, who they're missing. You're still building up that mentality, that strong mentality that we can compete with these teams, we can level with these teams, and we can beat these teams. So for the Lake of Leitrim Gales to beat uh, Mohol with or without county players, to them that would be a really progressive step. Um, if they can beat them away from home, even better. Um, but again, it just builds that mentality that you're building, building, building. It gives a bit of competitive nature and training. It gives a bit of hunger to the players too and a bit of belief. And, you know, people sometimes write that off thinking that, you know, uh, it's it doesn't matter. But if you're a team that's looking to win a title for the first time in recent times, those are big uh, markers to hit in the league. And they're really important games. And managers will look at those games and say, listen, if we're beating them in the league, that'll put us in a good position if we're in a knockout game and championship and we'll take them to the wire, you know. So, um, with regard to Mohal, you know, I they have maybe lost two or three players recently to going away travelling for the summer. I'm not sure they're going to return for the championship or not. Um, but they, they'll always be there about there thereabouts and they're competitive. The one thing Mohal will have is that kind of, that fighting nature, competitive nature, that when they're in that one-off game, they have a habit of pulling through and getting out of there, um, which is a skill in itself, really. Um, but, you know, I would be wary of them from the point of view that they don't become too dependent on two or three players. You know, I do like to see teams that, like your Leitrim Gales and Phoenix, they're not totally dependent on two or three to pull them through, that they have a nice spread of players and that it's a really team ethic and team effort. Um, and those teams, for me, if they're at themselves, should always win out. Yeah, we, we touched on all four of the, the semi-finals from last year, but Ballinamore are in that mix as well. We haven't really talked mm. about them. New manager there, Ray Logan's taken on the role. Um, reasonable start. They they drew their first game out of the out of the gate. Um, I think they played as... Oh, no, ugh, never had the, no they, they lost the first game to St. Mary's uh, by a couple of points, five points, but it was a really impressive performance. They got a walkover last week, uh, which I suppose... Even to get the, the two points, you're still not happy if you're not getting a game in at this stage of the season. No, you need the game, yeah. And, you know, I'm delighted to see Ray Logan there in charge of Ballinamore, somebody local and back into the club base again. Um, that will give them, certainly give them a bounce this year, you know. Um, having someone to get in, in around them and in that knows them well and will get them uh, back on track again. Like Ballinamore, always formidable outfit and they got their championship in 2020, so that will give them huge confidence. You know, having won a championship in recent times does give you that kind of that kind of swagger, that bit of confidence when you do to get to a knockout game that you can back it up again. Um, and they're always going to be there, thereabouts. Like, there's some great leaders in their team. You know, Luke Mur young Luke Murphy, I've worked with before, always show great signs of leading the line, and he, and he has done really well in the last couple of years. You know, your Shane Moore's and that kind of thing have been really good. Uh, your Liam Ferguson's and that, like, they just, the, those type of players just don't go away. They're consistently good all the time. And that's what teams... That's what teams need through a season. They need players who are going to be consistently good and there on the day, giving you that, you know, eight and a half, nine out of ten every single day. And Ballinamore have those type of players. And I've always said that of them. They've been very easy to work with over time. And that, you know, I'd like to see them get them over the line in 2020, that they got their championship because they have been hammering for a good while at it. And uh, 
you know, they will, with you manager just, in charge, you're bound to get a bounce. Just the 30 years or so, you know, and yeah. <laughs> knocking out the door. Um, in terms of, I have to ask you about, I know you're you're local there now, you're up in the Manhattan region, but uh, man are not fielding at the weekend. I know there was a social engagement that took away a large chunk of their squad, and, and I get that people have lives outside of football. Mm. Um, your thoughts on, on not fielding a team, even if it's a, a reserve set of players? Oh, yeah, it's 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 important, I suppose, in a fixture. You always try and feel, fulfil the fixture. I suppose it's, it's tradition and it's part of who we are. We always try, and, uh, you know, as clubs, you always try and fulfil the fixture. Um, you know, but it can, at this time of year, it's very tricky. It's very tricky. You have young students finishing exams in college, maybe finishing off work placements, part of their college courses. You have young students, you know, doing the leave search and maybe, you know, taking a week or two before the leave search just to prepare for it and so on. And then you can just have a social thing, a wedding, something like that that can happen. And you can lose a bulk of players, especially I find in the rural clubs, especially where you have lots of people who are who are related. It's very hard to say, you know, your brothers can go and your cousins can't. And it, I've been there. I've been there. I've seen it. I've seen it at home in Donegal. I've seen it everywhere. It just it can ha- it can fall that way. And it can be very difficult to navigate your way through it. If you happen to get the game pulled forward or put back, it works in your favour. Everything is fine. But if you don't, for whatever reason, it can be very tricky. Um, and I know, you know, a large cohort at one time can just be unavailable, and that's just the life, of, just the nature of ball. At the same time, you do like to try and fulfil the fixture. You do, you do, you do. But obviously, they tried very hard, I'd imagine, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, I don't know the details, but it's, uh, mm. it's one of these situations where sometimes life just takes over and you don't really have much control in that situation. But it's disappointing to see uh, in terms of uh, a competition integrity, but it is what it mm. is. Um, going forward, any thoughts on, you might have much knowledge of what's going on at the, the lower grades in the Division 2 or Division 3 of the, of the competition, um, but some exciting there, any former students or any former players you've worked with with county squads that you kind of keep an eye on when it comes to the intermediate grade, I know your neighbours up there, Melvin Gales, are, are in the intermediate grade this year. Um, Joy Hare uh, very gently put them down in a very exciting finish to the season last year. Yeah. I'm sure they won't thank them for that. No. Ah, oh, yeah, you're always you're always looking to the the teams. I suppose that you've had players on that you've worked with before, like. But it's just interesting, like, because I've been looking at it the last couple of weeks, just as the league starters of interest. You know, it's it's familiar faces and familiar heads uh, leading the lines for their teams again. Uh, you know, you have Colin McCauley racking up good scores and jump here and there. Uh, you have the Burns still in operation, Connor Burns still in operation for Eslin. Um, you have your, um, the, who else is looking at there? I was looking at, uh, you know, Kiltobrit, probably, you know, a, a good team on their day as well. Like they can rattle most teams and they can, you know, they're all, if you look at all their, if you look at all their fixtures, a lot of the results are very tight all the time. So they can run teams close. Um, Drum of Hair, just noticed Gary Foddy there, past pupil of our own school there, leading the line on your top scores there for Drum of Hair there in the last couple of weeks as well. So, you know, Joe Cox up in Anaduff, he'll have plenty of work done there as well. You know, so there'll be, there are lots of teams there that are kind of very hard to divide and very hard to separate. And you know, by the league fixtures there and the league results, even the last in the springtime there and in the last game, there's not much between any of them. Three, four points separates a lot of them, you know. 
Yeah, it's all very tight. No more than the National League, the, the All-County Football League, the Mason All-County Football League does tend to throw up some, mm. some nice clashes. Of course, Ballon Aguilera, not a million miles from you as well. That's, uh, mm. well, I suppose it's, it's not near you, but it's it's in the north of the county. We, we tend to throw everybody into North Leitrim. I know I'm guilty of it myself at times. Uh, they're running quite well in the uh, in the competition so far as well. Three points from four uh, in, the, uh, in the Division Two of the Championship. Uh, what's your... What's your own situation? You're obviously out of Leitrim football in, for the last two years with Derry Donnelly. Uh, how's uh, how's life treating for Manor? Yeah, good. Um, I suppose that, yeah, after 2019, it wasn't part of a plan now. It just took a bit of time out of um, managing and uh, coaching. Just just as I take a break, was there was a big push for that championship in 2019 at Manor. And I just, with the young boys at home with that, just as I take a break. And uh, just coincidentally, nothing really planned around it. Um, an opportunity to work with uh Derek Onley and um just did a bit of work work with them and found that there was a great hunger in them and a, a good group and um just coincidentally happened i said you know what I'll, I'll uh i'll give you a dig out and work with you for a while and see how it goes and we're just entering into the third year now so really happy there really content in the point that we're making progress uh in working together and that's always a good sign you're just what you're looking for a group is that you're kind of always feel that you're pushing them on a little bit further and uh, I'll regularly get feedback with them on that and try and see can we push the, the levels a little bit. And um, for now, like going into your third year, you have to push a little bit harder and feel as if you're making progress. So we are, they have a good group of lads, again, a rural club, rural community. And um, at the minute, it's just fitting. It's just fitting and I'm enjoying working with them. Um, I have I didn't know any of them personally before I went there. So that has been easy because it you know creates that kind of professional work ethic. And um Again, it's not far from here. It's a it's an easy run over. Um, it wasn't something I looked for, but it just coincidentally happened, and I'm really enjoying it. Three wins in the group stage last year, beaten in the semi final by a single point uh, to Skill, mm. who went on to win it relatively comfortably in the county final. I almost give you great hope that you can uh, maybe take a bit of silverware back this season. Ah, yeah, the the, the boys won't be happy last year. Um, I suppose they they had seven out of eight in a row there in in Fermanagh County titles so they were very much in the hunt again last year and uh, just as you say lost their point in semi-final to a, a very competitive and skilling team who were well prepped on the day and just we just couldn't find that last bit of energy in the last five or six minutes we controlled the game for large parts and controlled the second half for a large part but just couldn't find that just we score just to get us level to put us back in the driving seat um you know, and if 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 we'd got back level, I think we would have we would have seen it out. But uh, in fairness, and a skill in the club, a great battle, tactically very astute and very good, and uh, just wouldn't let us level up, and we just couldn't get there. So, you know, uh, when those kind of things happen, it can be it can be positive though, it can be progressive because it just makes it, it takes a group back to base again, and uh, gives them a good focus for the following year. So, you know, you'd be you'd be confident again that give it a good push this year. Maybe they've learned that uh, lesson from last year, and they'll take that and bring it forward this year. You know. Yeah, there's always a good crop of uh, Derry Donnelly influences in Leitrim football, so it's nice mm. to kind of go in the opposite direction as well. Uh, well, listen, Shane, thanks for joining us. Just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, on, on how things are going from your perspective. It's nice to kind of get from to hear from people who aren't necessarily stuck in the in the nitty gritty of it anymore, but know the lay of the land. So uh, a very nice suit. I was I bumped into you randomly. I suppose the other evening up in the showgrounds uh, at the 
the, the clash of the rovers so it was nice to mm. kind of just catch up and, and for you to join me this week and have a little chat about all things uh, leech from football um your thoughts for who might win the championship put your neck on the block i suppose you have to say manner if you want to uh, <laughs> walk into town at any stage over the next few weeks yeah i want to stay in my own house i have to say manner i think um if i say anything else it'll be sleeping outside although it's good enough weather maybe it could be it could be a bit of peace to get outside um Okay, you know, I suppose Carrick are the team to beat, and that's going to be a tough. That's going to be a tough for them because um, I know from in that, in that position, like you, the targets on their back big time, and every team that goes out to play them, it's going to be like you know the, the championship final, and you know it's, it's dangerous when you have teams go out to play, yeah, and teams have the attitude about we've nothing to lose here, especially in a one-off game that it's Carrick, their favourites, you know, their their run they're uh, driving the standard here so we've nothing to lose and that can be a hard position to be in as Carrick because they really have to be at it every single game and you know it, when you're in that mindset that you have to be at it when you're not at it can they actually dig it out is the real question and you know I'm wondering that too I'll be interested to watch because you know we talk about these young players not coming up but will they have the firepower and that grit to see it out when they're not at it in a county semi-final or county quarter-final game when the opposition are raining on them um, with nothing to lose and going for it. And that's going to be a really interesting watch, you know. And if that does happen and it do come true, it'll be great for Leitrim football because we need more games like that where the intensity of the championship is really, really high. And, you know, our county players need that, that, we're, that they're at their max and that they're put to the wall every single game they go out um, because that's great experience to be you know, bringing forward to a Talton Cup campaign or National League campaign um, for how to win games in the last 10 or 15 minutes. Really, really important development. So I hope our championship brings that, you know, character team to beat. I mentioned earlier on Leitrim Gales and Fina were against them last year. Mohul will always bring the thunder when they come. Van Lamour hopefully will bring, you know, a real good assault as well. But I'm hoping that the, you know, the games will be really, really feisty and really tight because that will only bring our players on, you know. Yeah, just look at the fixtures for the weekend ahead. I'll just give them to you there because you might not have them to hand. But um, Mary's playing Mohol, Fina playing Leitrim Gales, Ahawillan and uh, Manor Hamilton, and Alton Sheelan and Ballinamore. So um, some pretty decent rivalry there across all of them, uh, even a little bit of local between Alton Sheelan mm. and Ballinamore. If you were picking one to go to, where would you be on Saturday evening? Um, I'd probably like to go... I... I suppose that listen, they're all they're all gonna be competitive. Uh, it's good to go to a derby game like Ockershield and Ballon Moor because there'll be a bit of fire in it. Um I'd obviously like to go and watch, watch the Manor Boys play as well. But you know, any of the games really roughly to be honest with you, any of the games will should be competitive and there should be tight. It's it'll be interesting to go and see them and see where teams are at. Um, you know, I as I say and I keep saying it, I'd love I hope those teams are pushing the, the levels and really taking the challenge that Carrick are putting down, like everyone in the county's talking about Carrick. Will they put how many will they put back to back? And for me, if I was managing team two, three, four, five, or six in that list, there I'd be thinking, let's have a shot at these guys. Even in a league game, I'd be putting them to the wire. I'd be trying my best to see how they react, see how they respond to various things in the pitch and that. And uh, you know, any team, every team will get a chance to that in the league, and they should take it. They should take it and just see where they're at, and maybe take stock then and see how they can maybe uh, fire on an old challenge to them. <laughs> we'll see what Saturday brings. Shane, thanks so much for joining me. And we'll see, I'm sure, over the course of the summer. No bother, Bradley. Thanks, my dear. Talk to you soon. 
Shane or the chat to me just the other evening ahead of this weekend's games in the uh, Masonite League Division 1, 2 and 3 of course uh, first game thrown in in just a little while all the games 7 o'clock 8, 7.45 and an 8pm throw in as well uh, plenty of stuff of course the ladies are in action this weekend too they start their All-Ireland Intermediate Campaign against Kildare tomorrow in Abbott Money Park. Sean McDermott in character and Shannon Wellworth getting along to that game if you can at all. All the ticket information and the stream uh, information is available uh, if you check out. If you Google it, you'll find that we'll put the details on our socials and I'm sure the ladies uh, LGFA in the county will be promoting that as well. But please do get out and support the girls. I know they'll appreciate it. They have a big task. They're facing Kildare who reached the the final of Division 3. So uh, a tough task tomorrow, but one that I'm sure our girls will be more than capable of uh, of dealing with. Uh, just to run through those fixtures again before we wrap up uh, the fixtures for this evening. Uh, starting in Division 1, we have Fina and Leitrim Gales at 7pm. Ahawillan and Glencar Manhattan daily battle in Ahawillan at 7pm as well. Balmore make the short journey to Ochnashilan, uh, while Mughal and St Mary's will do battle in Park Neighbour in Carrick and Shannon. That game a little bit later than the other, 7.45, uh, but the weather nice and warm, expected for most even well worth getting out to one of those games if you can at all. If Division 2 is more your scene, uh, Anna Duff host Melvin Gales in Stanley Cox Park at 7. Alan Gales and Drumahera will do battle, and um, Balna Glare host Carrie Gallen, while Ahavas and Kiltrubbard will meet over in Ahavas, all those games in Division 2 at 7pm, while in Division 3, Estlin make the trip to Drumreilly, Bornacula and Gortletra have that top of the table clash at 7 o'clock, both those games, while Clown and Glenfire and Kilty Clotter will meet at 8pm over in Clown. So plenty to keep, uh, wherever your interest is today, uh, to keep you active through the next uh, couple of hours as you prepare for those games later on this afternoon. We might just give a quick shout out to our sponsors and our supporters from across the county, of course, Leitrim GA, who uh, are proud partners of this particular broadcast, but also we have our individual club sponsors uh, in Allen Gales. We have Centra, Gibbons of Centra, Henry's Haven, uh, Henry Sorhan there, Andrew Shambo Credit Union, while Aho Willen, uh, we're very thankful to QMT Contracts who uh, support our coverage of Ahawillan uh, in the other clubs. Uh, some clubs still waiting sponsors. If you don't want to know more about that, do get in touch with us at Final Whistle. Uh, for Drum Drumahair, it's uh, XL, Leonard's XL in the main street in Drumahair, uh, while Drum Kieran are supported by nearby Clark's Butchers, Davitt's Bar and Davitt Plan and Design Limited, as well as Desmond Wayne Auctioneers and Livestock Valuer, uh, FINA supported by Gilhini and Gilhini and Co Accountants, Quinn's Bar and the Beef Bros, while Gurns, McCormick's Mace and Ulster W8 Village are sponsoring our coverage of Glencar Manor Hamilton. And finally, Gort Lecture supported by JP Clarks of New York, Kiltrubbard supported by TNT Talk and Tech Indram Shambo and HR Solutions, that's Carmen Murphy, thank you very much for their support there. Leitrim Gales, supported by the Barge Steakhouse, McCormick's Mace and Julio's, uh, or Julio's um, Takeaway, and Spirit and Berry and Brew in Muggle, while St Mary's coverage is supported by Ivan Keeney Photography, Flint's Bar and Sliced Pizza, 
and the hive in Carrick on Shannon. That is it for this week. A nice short and sweet one. We like to keep them as short as possible. It's all about the club scene from here on in on the men's side of the house. Of course, the Talton Cup coming to a close last week for us with that uh, defeat to Wexford, uh, despite how it looked at coming into the closing stages of the game. We just didn't have the uh, the ability to get across the line. And it is all about the club scene. County players back in action for most of our clubs uh, this evening. And the very best of luck to whoever is playing for those 22 clubs in action tonight. And of course, to the ladies who are in action tomorrow in Albert Money Park, Sean McDermott in that first round. Of course, loud away. Both of those teams, uh, two will progress from those three into the quarterfinals. We'll, next week, we're going to be looking back at all of this week's games, but also we'll have a little look inside the county under 16 ladies team. We're going to meet some of them and we'll get a little bit more familiar with some of the players, so the future stars uh, for the ladies in the county. Uh, we'll be chatting to them on next week's show. Talk to you then.